What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. We are on episode 28, and it is time, buddy. After a week layoff and a bye week, which drives me nuts, we are ready again for Buckeye football. We got Indiana this weekend at night. Tell me you're not pumped. I'm very excited. Uh, last time we played Indiana at night was that game opener, what, about three seasons ago? I believe it was J.K. Dobbins' freshman year and kind of his coming out party, like, hey, this is J.K. Dobbins. But uh, I'm excited, man. Listen, it was tough to watch football last weekend. It honestly made me feel like that COVID season when the season started without us, you know, and we had to watch that other football. But every team goes through this. SEC gets their layoff later in the year when they get to play a nobody right before their big matchup because it's the SEC and it always means more. Screw that noise. All right. We're back playing football and I'm super excited. I am always a little leery of night games with Ohio State just because I feel like maybe it's just history in general, but I feel like we play better when we play earlier. I don't know if that's just me. Do you, what, what, what's your take on the night games? You know me, dude. I love the night games. If I could play every game at 7 o'clock, even, even with the risk. I know what you're talking about. We, we tend to get in the spotlight at night, and things don't always go how we thought they would go. Things are always a lot more stressful. But, dude, there is nothing better than hitting the grill up a little bit earlier, doing a little tailgating, and then settling in for a night game, dude. It is my favorite time to play football and it reminds me a lot of high school games like when you go to the high school game and there's that little brisk chill in the air and you know it the the lights are on and it just kind of has a different a completely different vibe yeah it's the nostalgia but, of football yeah yeah so i mean i'm in i'm in on a night game uh night game on the road indiana which in previous years has been a little bit of a kind of a finicky game i mean they're in recent history, you know, they're always a team that were probably favored by like two to three scores or more, but it tends to feel closer than that. And I think it all kind of came to fruition a couple of years ago, or I'm sorry, a couple of years ago. Heck, it was last year when uh, we played Indiana at home and got out to a big early lead and then kind of let them fish their way back and only ended up winning by seven. But I, I think it's going to be a different tale this year personally because Indiana has proven that I think that one year was a little bit of an aberration and i think that this is more of of an indiana team that we're expecting to probably see out of the big 10 which is maybe fourth fifth best in uh in their division what do you think well let me tell you this a little history might make you feel a little bit better at this point so indiana and ohio state okay the the series record is 77 12 and 5 and ohio state has won 26 of the last meetings in a row that is the longest tenured head-to-head series win in the nation right now. They haven't lost to Indiana since 1988. Okay, we're favored by 21 in this game, and they over under 60.5. Okay, so giving you all that, does that make you feel any better at all? Honestly, it just makes, it makes me feel like someone knows how to Google is what it makes Who? me feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I got this stuff from the memory bank. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I remember back in 1980, whatever, when I was born, man, that Indiana team was tough. No, I, I know what you're saying. And I agree that I think, you know, this is a game that we're expected to win and we should win. And I don't think there's any problem to win, but it's been a, a weird matchup over the last handful of years. And people try to say, hold Indiana, you know, it's nothing to. To laugh at lately, you know, they've been a lot more competitive. You know, I think we're going to 
I, I think we're going to end up putting Indiana back in their place where they've been over the last 20 years. And I think the last couple of years has been more of a kind of a aberration, like I had mentioned before. And we're really going to see more of the difference of skill, the difference of coaching, and more of a team that's trending downward in Indiana and a team that's trending upward in Ohio State. I'll tell you my true opinion on Indiana. It was a little bit different uh, before Penix Jr. went down for the year. Now they got a new quarterback, Jack Tuttle, in there. Um, he's only started four games. He's got four games experience in his entire collegiate career. He's getting ready to play Ohio State at night at 7.30, and I think that he is probably shaking in his bed sheets right now. I'm just thinking about it. The kid has thrown for one touchdown and three interceptions in the four games that he's that he's been the quarterback at Indiana, and he's just now settling in, man. It's just now his team. There's a lot going on. I really think that that's going to play to our advantage this weekend. And, dude, I'm, I really see the Buckeyes coming out with a big win here. I think you're pretty close to spot on with that. I mean, you're, you're bringing up a lot of interesting points that they don't have uh, Michael Penix Jr. in there who was more of the dynamic quarterback, the one that really kind of put Indiana on the map a little bit last year. Um, and, I mean, obviously the inexperience is a big thing. We've seen that with Ohio State this year with the Especially inexperience. Night, Especially you know, and, and, and you know, listen, dude, are, are you even uh, – before you move on to your next point – are you slightly worried about Ohio State at night? Well, I'm a, I'm only like worried I, I, what I mean about by Ohio that State is like CJ, CJ in particular. Uh, no, no, I don't listen. I think CJ turned a corner big time when he got. I'm calling it a benching. I'm sorry. I mean, I know some people want to sit there and say it was a shoulder issue. Listen, we knew that was an opponent in Akron, and we were going to beat no matter what. That was a pseudo benching. In a way, it was like, hey, get your crap together. We got other people on the roster. If you can't handle this, this is going to be someone else's team. So I think he's turned a corner. I think he's not going to look back. I understand the competition is going to get more difficult. So we may not necessarily see that five touchdown, no interception, 360, 370 yard passing game. But you're still going to see a CJ Stroud that is going to be more than capable of handling the situation. And he's gotten enough games under his belt now, and he's getting, he's vibing well with the teammates and everything. And I feel like we're going to continue to progress forward. So, my main worry about the night game has just been in the history of Ohio State that I always feel like we play better at noon and worse at night. But then again, this year, our one loss and some of our worst performances were the earlier games, and we've played a lot better at night. So, maybe, maybe we've kind of completely switched that up. I mean, it's definitely possible. I still think CJ, you know, on the road in the Big Ten at night. You know, Indiana fans are going to give us all they got. Yeah, I, I read an article with their head coach talking about, you know, that's one of the things he's calling on the students to do is to bring everything to the stadium on Saturday night to try to rock our world a little bit. And I don't blame him, but I will say that I still think CJ may go through, and I'm not saying a lot of time, I'm not saying a full quarter or anything like that. I think he's going to take a couple of drives to really settle in. Um, in that kind of environment, just the Big Ten's a different animal on the road and at night, man. It is, but I, I, I'm going to disagree with you, and I think that the best way, if I was Coach Day, to approach this is to come out aggressive. I'm not saying throw that ball 50 yards down the field, but you know, don't do this weak 
play calling crap where we're just going to do a straight run up the middle for a couple plays or a couple wide, wide receiver screens and you well, know try coming. to get a couple yards. I know it is, but if I was calling this game, I would open it up early, man. I would I would go for the jugular early and I would try to go ahead and take the crowd out of the game as soon as possible. Because you know that, you know, it is Indiana, but they're going to pack this place because all the teams that we play and a lot of people, you know, they know this, but realistically, all the teams we play were the ones that are circled on their schedule. That's their biggest game of the season. There's not another team in the Big Ten that has to go and play every single game where their opponent has circled them as the biggest game of the year. So we know we're going to get everyone's best, or at least they're going to come out and try to trick play us or try to do whatever it is they can to try to win that game. Because for most of the teams in the Big Ten, they win that game that's made their season, right? It doesn't matter what they've done with the rest of their season. I, now, I will say this, though. Their defense is a lot better than I expected. Um, I would say it's probably the shining point of their team, if I had to pick one. I think the out offense is kind of on the decline. I mean, they do have uh, Fry Fogle, um, who was the Big Ten receiver of the year last year in 2020. And he's he's a beast, but he just hasn't had that great of a year. And I think part of it's you know who he's got thrown in the ball. Indiana tends to throw a lot of interceptions, man. Nine already on the year. That's crazy. Most games have had multiple, by the way. I know what you're saying. You're pointing out the point that, you know, I I think that with our defense kind of up on the uptick and Indiana not having the best offense, I think we're going to have a pretty decent defensive game. But you may be questioning a little bit of, hey, you know, maybe C.J. Stroud's slow start. Uh, maybe the defense for Indiana is playing a little bit better. It might end up holding us up on points a little bit. It might be a little bit closer earlier than we would like. You know, and, and you can even look at the Michigan State game from last week. You know, and Indiana kept Michigan State to what twenty points, and it was a close game the, the entire way with Indiana leading. Maybe even later in the game, but Michigan State is not a dynamic offense. I'm sorry. I know they got a good running back in Walker, who's one of the better running backs in the country, and they claim they have you know decent passing game, but I'm sorry. Like, there's not a more dynamic offense in the country now than Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State right now is now number one in the scoring offense at 48.5 points a game. And they are also number one in the country in yards per game at 562 yards per game. So I know that we we haven't played the toughest schedule to begin with, but even the game we lost, we still had over 600 yards of offense. So I do not see any way that Indiana – really poses that big of a defensive threat over the entire span of the game. No, I don't either. I think it's going to be a blowout. I mean, you and I talked before the show. I'm fairly confident that's going to be a big day for the Buckeyes. But I wanted to bring this up real quick. One of my favorite memories when I think of um, Indiana is that I had tickets to a home game here. And I don't know if you've ever been to a game in Columbus. I'm sure it's the same as everywhere else. But there's several places to Are you park. talking to me or talking to who's listening? Talking to everybody you, out there. You know I've been to a game. You know I've been to multiple games. True. But I'm not talking to you. So be quiet. Well, hell, we're on a podcast <laughs> together. I thought we were talking to each other. So I decided to do the park and ride here in Columbus, which is, you know, where you park your car and you ride a bus down to campus. So you don't have to worry about paying, you know, 30 bucks to park. So I'm riding in this bus and the bus driver is like hyping everybody up, man. You know. He's playing Hang On Sloopy. He's got all this stuff. There's people. I mean, the bus is packed, dude. Like, st- not even standing room. There's no standing room. Like, you're there was like, not there's room no the- way. There's no way he's going by state law. Like, you no. know, there. Yeah, if he got pulled over, like there was there a dude smushed up citation. against the door. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, the there's, door. There's he's like standing room only. It. Yeah, yeah. He can't even open the damn door. So I'll never forget this because literally, I ended up being almost late for the game because of it. 
as I was riding on the bus, he the bus driver yells out, OH, as loud as he can. Indiana fans in the front, there's about four of them, they yell, IU, as loud as they can. And this dude came over two seats to try to choke him out. I mean, it was a brawl, dude. People were bumping into each other. People, the bus driver's like, I'm pulling this damn thing over to the side. You know, he's pulling the bus over like that. He's got the door open. He's kicking people off because he can't even get to what's going on because there's so many people in there. But this guy's there cussing and fighting and like rolling around and all that stuff. And actually, I ended up having to run to the stadium to get there on time. Yeah, dude. Stories like that is what being a Ohio State fan is all about because. You know, I'd like to sit here and say that we're, that we're like the most respectful fan base there is, but oh, we're, we're we're kind of notorious for being a little bit of pricks. You know, we really are. You know, I remember when I went to the Ohio State Michigan game in 2006 when we were ranked one, Michigan was ranked two. It's you know been coined the game of the century, right? It was when we had Troy Smith in his Heisman year. I believe uh, team up north had Chad Henney in his 18th year uh, playing oh, whoa, quarterback whoa. there. Before you get all crazy into the stats. Tell everybody how you got in and where you ended up. Okay, so... That's the part that pisses me off. Well, listen. Okay, <laughs> so my brother uh, ended up getting me a ticket because he was dating a girl at Ohio State, and she gave me her student ticket, and then we got it uh, upgraded to a general pass. And my brother had recently had surgery, and he was in a wheelchair for um, something, I believe, with his foot. So uh, we had actually got those upgraded to handicap seating, and that also included a handicapped parking pass. So we got to park within 10 yards of game day set. And we got the tailgate within 10 yards of game day. And uh, when we finally got in there to the shoe and we got to sit down, we were on the closed-in part of the horseshoe on the goal line about 10 rows up, right in between where the walkway is. Because, again, he was in a wheelchair, so we had the ability to be right in that walkway where they would just sit like those folding chairs. So... Yeah, for that number one, number two matchup, we were maybe 10, 15 yards from yeah, the field. Yeah, so the moral of the story is everybody out there better hope I never break my leg because if so, we're sitting pretty, buddy. We're sitting well, next to the field. I'm buying season tickets. I'm listen, buying season tickets. <laughs> I'll hit I'll, I'll hit you with a bat next time just so we dude, can get better better. Dude, seats. I would wear that cast for the entire football season even if I didn't need it just so I could get in there. <laughs> you know how many inappropriate things, knowing your friends and where you work, you know how many inappropriate things would be drawn on that cast by the end of the time? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You think the produce is bad. <laughs> wait, till you, wait till you see what's on this cast. <laughs> oh, God. You know, okay. I didn't want I didn't want to be known for that stupid sausage thing that we did several several weeks back. But I feel like that's just going to be our calling card at this point. It's not a sausage, Davis. It's high quality produce. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends where you're shopping at that point. That's true. So, right, anyways, so tell tell them about this kind of prop bet situation we got going on here. I think it's pretty consistent that we believe that we're going to probably dominate this game. Um, I think you're a little bit closer to maybe this being closer earlier on just to kind of shake some cobwebs off from being in the off week and no, 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 you're not there. No, I don't know. That's kind of the vibe I was getting about one drive from CJ where he's settling in because it's night and on the road in the big 10. Let's, let's keep on going with the prop bets. And then when we give the score, you'll see where I'm really at. All right. Well, yeah, because that's the thing. I don't even know where you're at on the score. To be perfectly honest, I'm not even 100% sure where I'm at on the score, but I got a rough idea. But anywho, 
Uh, we do three prop bets uh, for every game, and it's best out of three. Whoever ends up winning that week, uh, the loser has to do something. If you've not seen yet, go to our go over to our Facebook page and check that out. We definitely have some uh, very interesting and possibly incriminating photos that were uh, prop bet, prop bet payups that we had to do um, over the last couple games that we finally paid up. So go over to the Facebook page and check that out if you haven't done so already. But let's see. We decided on, of course, this is we argued a lot on this one because I think we're very we're very similar kind of on this game where we were at. But we finally settled on three. The first one we settled on was Indiana. How many points would they score on us in this game? And we have it at 17 points. And I took I think Indiana will score 17 or more. Part of that is because I think possibly some points in garbage time, maybe some early success, and then we adjust. But I think they've got to score at least 17. And Chad has them less. Now, of course, being a homer, I I hope Chad's right, but I don't really want to lose a prop bet. So if they just score 17 on the dot, I'd be okay with that. Dude, we're on another level. All I can think about it like right now is when we go to Indiana this weekend, it's going to be like that scene from freaking – 300 where he's like this is sparta and he just kicks him into the pit that's what's about to happen <laughs> well listen we we do need to pay them back because of what they did last season and how they only lost by seven and then they claimed that we stole their spot in the big 10 championship game because we didn't qualify with enough games blah 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 listen what happened to maryland after that two years ago or three years ago when we had that really close game in overtime at maryland what happened since then uh we put up uh 77 points and 63 points on them so I feel like this is going to almost act like a little bit of a payback game. Even though we didn't lose last year, it, it almost feels like it could be a payback game. So I hope you're right. I think there's a possibility you could be right, but finicky stuff happens. I think they get 17 or more. Okay. All right. So moving on to Ohio State total passing touchdowns. Now, after we talked about this, I think the more I'm thinking about it, I could possibly be wrong on it, but uh, we set it at Five total touchdowns passing. And it doesn't always have to be CJ. It could be someone coming in garbage time as well. Um, whether it's Kyle McCord or Jack Miller or even a point that we haven't even talked about, Quinn Ewers possibly seeing the field, even though I don't think he'll see the field because whether we, we made that a prop not, bet. I'm gonna say ah, this now. We should have. But listen, it's, we get it's up, an away game. Up, it's an away game, though. I don't think he dresses for away games because of the roster limits in away games. I think if he dresses and we get up a significant amount, I think in the fourth quarter with a couple of minutes left to go, it's a very real possibility that he gets in the game because I read he was going to get in the last game. Until they got that pick six and uh, decided not to do it at that point. See, honestly, this is probably the one of the last games he's going to get an opportunity. I mean, I don't see him coming in for Penn State, Michigan State, or Michigan. And the other two games we got there is Purdue at home and then uh, Nebraska on the road. I mean, those aren't necessarily gimmies. Those are kind of trap games. So, I mean, this might be one of his last opportunities to see the field at all this year if he does. I mean, I think if he dresses, he may see a couple snaps. I really do. Hey, I mean, he's probably not going to be able to run uh, to throw the ball, though. He's just going to do cleanup duty and hand it off. But I would be I, interested I to see. I hope Listen, he just winks at Ryan Day. See. I want to see what he finally looks like with an Ohio State jersey on and a helmet and that luscious lock of mullet hanging out the backside. Dude, I just, honestly, I hope he winks at Ryan Day, snaps the ball, rolls out, and throws just a freaking dart as far down the field as he can throw. 
That's Pulls what one I of those. He's like, "Hey, we're doing this for Rudy." He's like, yeah. "We're changing the play call." He's like, "No, you can't do that, man." I want to see Ryan down the side. Like, who the hell will call that play? <laughs> and it goes to hell. And then the quarterback or the the coach throws his clipboard in the air. He's like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, pretty much. He's like, "Well, I hope you enjoyed your one game this season because you ain't seeing the field again." Um, I hope he does see the field at some point. I know it's not going to be quality, quality minutes because he's not really going to be reading defenses and scanning the field or anything like that. But it'd be nice to see him on the field, maybe throw him a bone so he doesn't feel like he's left behind. Okay, All right. Are you, are you cool? <laughs> can, can I move forward? Yeah, go ahead. Can he play? He's like, I don't even think he can breathe. We need to go to the hospital immediately. <laughs> oh, what was that guy's name in the movie? Reggie Ray. Uh, Reggie Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie Ray stays in the game. game. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We can't repeat any further. We'd have to bleep out half the seven. All right. We're way off task. Let's get back here. So anyways, Chad's got uh, uh, 16 points or less on Indiana. Chad has five or more touchdown passes for Ohio State. And our final one, we're going back to one we've done before on the old, who gets more receiving yards? Is it Olave or is it Wilson? And I can't remember who I picked last time. I just know I won last time. But this time I'm going with Garrett Wilson. And Chad is going with Olave for more receiving yards in that game. So that is our three pop bets. Um, Best out of three wins. And Chad, you want to tell them what we have on the hook this time? No, but I will anyway. So what's going to happen is we wanted to involve you guys a little bit more in this prop bet situation. Kind of make it fun. If you haven't noticed this year, we've kind of branched out a little bit we're trying to make it more fun more interactive for everybody just to try to get everybody to listen and and you know and watch the things that we're doing so what we want to do is for the penn state game i will be traveling to kentucky to watch the game uh with davis and during that time we're going to do a video podcast so we are going to redeem this bet on the video podcast and what i'm going to do is i am going to we made up a code word which is buckeye okay well, that that's what they're voting on. They're going to the vote word on the code, code word. word. They're voting on what I'm going to do when they hear when the code word is said. Oh, okay. I misunderstood that. I thought they were going to vote on what the code word is. So we we got the code word at Buckeye. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a fan poll up this week. It's going to have five or six different options on it. So if Davis were to win the prop bet this week, every time he says Buckeye during the video podcast, I have to do whatever you guys select. It could be push-ups. It could be make a funny face, blah, blah, blah. We will come up with a couple of options and put them on there for you guys to choose. Now, listen, it would work better if it's more of a phrase. And I think we're going to put a lot of phrases on there, too. And the reason I say that is because we know we have a lot of listeners that don't necessarily go to YouTube to watch it. They want to hear it. And it'd be hard to physically listen to. I take it back. You'll definitely be able to hear Chad doing push-ups. And it's going to sound like someone dying. Yeah, but the point is, we want to make this interesting, at least for those of you that are just listening on Spotify or any other streaming service. So um, we may have more options there. We're not sure yet. Just go to the Facebook page, check out the poll that we're going to post after we post this episode and highest vote will win. And that that'll be what the loser has to do every time the other person says Buckeye during the podcast. Dude. Can you believe the stuff we've got ourselves into this year with the prop bets? Well, first of all, I mean, I'm still pissed off at you for making me. I'm not even going to say it. You got to go to the page to see it. I but just want to know the I'm truth. I'm still pissed off at that one. Okay, true or not? 
Hey, don't forget. Hey, you're coming. Hey, listen, you're coming into town. You still owe me a 12 pack. I haven't <laughs> forgotten that. But true or not, have you ever made a statement indicating that you love Terrell Pryor? I want to know. Is that true or not? I've not said it. Listen, it wearing is not clothing co- is a statement. I have not verbally said that. <laughs> now, All right, if I so, had to wear some sort of fashion sense that might have attributed to that comment, that's a different story. But that is not come out of my mouth. <laughs> Before we get off here. We need, wait, we need score predictions, yeah. Yes. I'll let you shoot first because uh, I think you're – you said you were pretty confident on one. The thing is, I have a score in my head, but I almost think I might be low. But well, you know how we are. Well, what's, we the, play what's, the spread? what's the spread? 20 and a half? 21? 21. And then Hoping the over-under like is like over-under 68? 60.5. 60.5. So that means Vegas thinks that it's going to be like a almost like a 40 to 20 game. Yeah. That's what Vegas sees it as. Okay. I want to preface it by saying that I think that our score could actually even be higher than this. But I'm going to say this. I am going to go 52-13 Buckeyes. Ooh. That's a pretty good score. Isn't that what we just had? No, we had six. Yeah, well, Davis. Sorry, we let had me six, tell you something. Six, just because yeah. you ordered chicken nuggets last time through Wendy's doesn't mean you're not having them next time. I never ordered chicken nuggets through Wendy's. I always <laughs> get the triple, which, to be honest, I don't know if you were around. There was that one time I told my wife I needed a number one. And she came home with the single. I said, what'd you do? She's like, I got you number one. I said, well, after you order number one, you have to specify single, double, or triple. I was like, I'm a fat man now. Like, I need the triple. You gave me, like, a kid's meal, basically. And then she got 10 chicken nuggets, so I promptly said, you owe me five nuggets. And that was my meal. I was going to say, did you or did you not eat half of your pregnant wife's meal? (laughs) I don't think she was pregnant at the time, was she? Yes. Well, I guess... You should have ordered what I wanted then. <laughs> Don't ever hate on your pregnant wife like that. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get ridiculed for that one. All yeah. right. Um, it's not the, again. I, I'm going with what I think is more plausible, even though I'm hoping it's a little bit higher. But I'm closer to the 45-17 range. So I'm gonna say 45-17 Buckeyes. So you're gonna hit that 17 right on the nose, huh? Right on the nose. I think uh, I, I really don't see Indiana, Indiana scoring more than two touchdowns on us, maybe one and maybe a cluster of field goals in there. So that 16, 17, 20 range, maybe at the most. And uh, I I don't think we're going to be as efficient offensively like we were against Maryland, uh, scoring, what, the first eight touchdowns on the first eight drives. But I think we're definitely going to get ours. I mean, we're honestly one of the most prolific offenses in the country. Uh, top in scoring, top in yards. I think we're going to be pretty close to our average on both of those. So 45-17. Okay. I like that. I think it can go that way. You know, usually when I give a score prediction, I'm usually thinking, okay, like it could be mid, but we might do, you know, and I'm usually like in a range and your score is still in my range. So yeah, I unfortunately I mean, honestly, agree. The, this is, and this <laughs> is the second time in two weeks that you've had us scoring more points than what I've said it. Yeah, you you um, had to score more points against Maryland than I did, and then you got to score more points here, and you were actually closer to the uh, the proper guess against Maryland. So, dude, I'm, just to be honest, I'll, I'll be honest, you, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. The reason I'm so high um, on points in this game is because of turnover. I mean, Indiana's minus four on the season. Like, dude, they turn the ball over. They're going yeah. to throw a pick. They may throw two. Hell, they may even throw three. Okay, it's. Yeah, 
they're going to turn the ball over. I think we're going to have more chances than we usually get. The only thing I think that could deter my score is if Ryan Day takes CJ out and plays everybody else in the second half. Yeah, and I mean, the one thing that we didn't really address, too, not to get too far off task here, but, you know, C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes really haven't dealt with a lot of interception and fumble problems. And that's the one thing, especially on the road, that can turn a game quickly, as we've seen against the Iowa and Maryland game a couple weeks back when they blew Maryland out. But, you know, I was not really that good of a team, as we've kind of seen against Purdue last week. But, you know, as long as we can take care of the ball, and keep getting it to our playmakers, they don't have the skill level to stop us from getting 500 yards, in my opinion. And as long as we're constantly scoring at least a touchdown for every 100 yards, I mean, we should have a minimum of 35 points in this game, and I don't see us giving up more than 20. So, you know, I think I'm it's feeling, be a big I'm pretty confident. Yeah, yeah I, think it, I think it will too. So, anyways, um, okay, guys, as always, we post these on YouTube, but of course, uh, as soon as we post them, which is a lot sooner than the YouTube gets posted, they're on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, any kind of streaming service that you can catch us on. Please make sure that you go to the our Facebook page. If you haven't searched us already, it's Dotting the I with Davis Chad. Uh, give us a like, join the page, uh, interact on that fan poll because you're finally going to have a say-so in one of our prop bets this week. So get on there, check us out. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, we're always open to uh, fan interaction. So if you got something you want to share with us, you want to send us a message, maybe a topic you want us to cover, uh, maybe you just want to shoot the crap with us, we're all about it, man. Reach out, let us know what you think. But uh, we really enjoy this. Uh, this has been kind of a crazy season so far. And at one end, it's kind of crazy that we're already halfway done. But at the same time, it's like, you know, there's a lot of season to go, so anything can happen. But uh, we really appreciate all of our listeners. There's been a handful of you that have reached out so far, and thank you. Uh, keep it up. We look forward to seeing what you got to say next. And until then, OH.